0: Hi guys, and welcome back to Read Dirty to Me. I am your host V Cummins. Uh, we are gonna get straight into it for the most part. I do want to av- apologize for the vocal fry today. Uh, it has been a week of just like a sinus something. Um, I don't know what is going on, but it's like I I've had my hot tea. I have my water. I can power through this. Let's go. We've got some great ones today. We have one that, yes, it is another Sarah Kate book coming up, but it is the newest release. It was what was supposed to be the last in the Salacious Players Club series, but it actually got signed on for two more. But that is towards the end. We are going to start off with X Games by Stella Reese. I got this, once again, off of a Reddit recommendation. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they put over in the water at Reddit Romance Books, but those people don't play around. They have excellent suggestions for anything that you might need. Um, highly recommend. You can just go there and search for any type of trope, any type of like really specific thing you're looking for, and somebody has thought of that. Somebody has put it out there. Somebody has given book recommendations it is perfect. So um, this was a recommendation from there. cannot recommend this book enough. This book was actually almost like my top book, but um, I'm just going to go ahead and throw it in here because I'm really excited to talk about this one. So the blurb is, what's ice cold but hotter than hell? Rebounding with your ex's older brother, of course. A perfect storm led me to this place. Ghosted by my fiance, I was suddenly broke, heartbroken, and facing eviction. Enter Mason Leo, the six feet and two inches of pure muscle and arrogance I've hated with a passion since the day we met. The man is cocky, womanizing, and ruinously gorgeous. Worse than that, he's my ex's brother. And for the next two weeks, he gets to do with me as he pleases. I'll explain. With both our exes, wait for it, set to marry each other in Saint Lucia, I've agreed to let Mason pay my debts so long as I play his date. My only job is to keep my clothes on while I get closure, because as much as I hate Mason Leo, the man is a walking sex god, and in the name of revenge, he gets to take me out, show me off, dress, touch, and kiss me with those wicked lips it's all for show but every night in paradise with him brings more drinks more drama and another temptation so no matter what i do i can't stop reminding myself this there's absolutely no good to come from fucking my ex's brother no matter how good it'll feel and boy how howdy does it end up feeling good guys um we're gonna go to the mvp character which is mason he was so in love i mean he really clearly loved her and it was so nice to see um you could just constantly in his interactions with her, you could tell he was just so deeply in love with her. Um, the angst factor was like an eight out of 10. There were some really triggering moments in this book that led to a lot of angst. Um, there is some mention of like a previous child loss miscarriage wise. Um, so please keep that in mind. It was very difficult to read at certain points, but well, well worth it, I felt like, in the end for me. Um, but if that is not something that you feel like you can handle, then I highly recommend kind of walking away from this book for right now. And it's someplace that I've been as well, so I totally get it. Is it a part of a series? No. Best scene. Oh, He tells her at one point, he just wants to see her smile, and he says, Hey, he says, quote, Hey, none of that. I earned that smile, so let me see it. And oh, Man, I was just swooning so hard for him. He was so romantic and so gruff and just everything you really wanted out of him, I felt like. Um, Dual point of view, no. I I get why and I actually think it worked well for the book and you all know how much I love a dual point of view. Spice Factor was probably like a 6 out of 10. The happy ending scale was like a 6 out of 10. Cute and uh, fluffy, so absolutely perfect in that regard. Um, and then let me go over to the book and see what kind of notes that I have, because I did take some notes for this one for sure. Um, sorry, I had to go through all the other ones that I'm reading right now. Um, all right. The first one, chapter six. Oh, so like they actually do, there was like one small critique I do have about this book. At one point, it seems like one of her friends knows that it's fake and then like, Two or three chapters later that friend doesn't know it's fake so that was kind of confusing but i do love that people in their life do know that this is fake like enough people know um so they have people to confide in because i think that can sometimes hurt the fake dating trope sometimes um and so at one point she gets offended like somebody comes and is these two guys are really rude to her after her breakup and she comes out and she's clearly upset. And he says, which ones where? And I was like, Oh, I see why people love this trope so much of like the big strong guy kind of willing to go defend your honor. Um, mason came off great like he just landed his most interesting conquest yet but all i looked like was a desperate foolish and soon to be used fuck now i wasn't so sure it was the cold i was shuddering over and like it is so true it's so accurate that like she's gonna get looked at like the idiot for dating him and he gets to look like the really cool kick-ass guy who you know quote unquote like conquered his brother's ex um i felt like Stella did a really good job of highlighting that and highlighting how that can look. And then here is the, like from one of my favorite parts, hey none of that, I earned that smile so let me see it. I ignore Mason to lean forward on the table trying to get Sophia's attention but he pulled me easily back, leaning into me and catching my jaw. My pulse picked up as he gave me that sexy laugh and turned me to face him. Don't be stubborn, he murmured as I stared skyward with his with my grin bitten back. Let me see those lips. And it's just, ugh. Um, reaching in, I for, first pulled out a card. I nearly cast it right aside since I was used to cards never having actual handwritten messages on them. But this one did, and sitting back down in my chair, I read it. I bought clothing for women, but never jewelry. Wear this tonight and show everyone that my girlfriend has me whipped enough to buy precious stones. Pick you up at... 9M. And I just type back, listen, what the fuck? Another scene is them sexting. Listen, I am a sucker for a sexting scene. I just think it's the cutest thing. I love flirting. I love like dirty talk. And it just gets both of those right there, I think. So he says, it's text messages. All three are for him. Mason, tell me it's because you tried it on naked. In case it's not clear, I'm sexting you now. For the love of God, let me see you, Taylor. I love sexting. Love it. Love. Can't do it in real life, so when bugs hits my kryptonite, immediate 10 out of 10 for me right here. Another one is, seriously, if my boyfriend bought me that necklace, I'd have sex with him on the street if he wanted. Dear God, Sophia. And listen, Sophia was an absolute great side best friend. She was perfect for the role. Um... Here is the, there is a trigger warning. I very specifically have it highlighted on page 100. Um, So just to let you guys know. And (laughs) page 131, it says, you're not wrong about it either. Mason said, honestly, his voice low. Felt good at the time though. At least I thought it did. But I'm realizing now how much more you feel it when you're with someone you've wanted for a while. Every touch or kiss or just the way she looks at you. Feels nice with any pretty girl. But with the one you've been fantasizing about for years, it's like a fucking high. His eyes traced his fingers, which brushed down my calves. Starts to become an addiction, and all you can think about anymore is when you'll see her next. All the things you want to find out about her, what she looks like, happy or sad. How she laughs when she's nervous, what sounds she'll make when you touch her in a certain way. And I just put, I'm going to walk into traffic. Um, And then, let's see... So, okay, here is another thing that, like, slightly frustrated me was there were so many times where he had proved that he wasn't this huge womanizer that his brother had made him out to be to her, and so we're at chapter 23, we're at page 173, and she says, And for Mason, feeling better at a lavish holiday party probably involves sleeping with all the prettiest girls in attendance and breaking his record for number of women in one night but, like, by all accounts, she knew he wasn't that guy anymore, so I really didn't understand where that came from, um, and then, so, I put, he, she, like, gives him this ultimate fantasy on, like, what her per- favorite birthday is, and I said, anyway, I have to plan every damn date night I ever have, so just, uh, apparently I was cranky whenever I was writing my notes for this one. Overall, absolutely adorable book, probably one of my, like, I would say top, like, five, top ten this year for sure. I'm also reading another one called The Bad Guy. I'm probably going to talk about it next week by Celia Aaron, and I'm only 16% of the way through, but it is really climbing up on my list of really, like, dirty, fun books, so very excited to talk about that one. The next one we are going to talk about is Hot Single Dad by Claire Kingsley. And this one is another nanny romance. I am always a sucker for a nanny romance. Um, I actually didn't include it last week because we already had one because I had just gone on a kick of them. So for the blurb, reasons I need to stop fantasizing about Lena. She's too young for me. She's my daughter's nanny. I could stop there, couldn't I? I'm already a cliche, the single dad who's half for the nanny, but it gets worse. She's my sister-in-law. Also, I just realized this fits into the whole like ex's sibling thing, except for the fact that like in this he's a widower, but so it makes it mildly better. But like, I just just realized my wife died when our daughter was a baby, and Linnea was just a quiet teenager. I barely knew her when my in-laws insist she moved to Seattle to be my live-in nanny after a string of caregivers who didn't work out. I reluctantly agree. I wasn't counting on the smoking hot blonde with sinful curves, kissable lips, and a shy smile. Linnea is perfect for my daughter. Fun, patient, and kind. She might be perfect for me too, but I can't think that way. She needs to live her own life, not be saddled with my insta-family. Being around her is a special kind of torture, but I have to keep this infatuation to myself. I can't fall for my daughter's nanny, but it might be too late. My MVP character is Caleb. I really liked watching him grapple with what the right thing to do was and how he overcame that. I thought he did a really great job because he really is battling a lot he's battling you know missing his wife he's battling having this little girl he's battling all of a sudden his sister sister sister-in-law coming into town and his ex-in-laws hate him so he's battling all of these different you know like fights on different fronts and watching him kind of try to figure that out was really nice I also really like the book series that this is a part of but we will get there in a second it's like Oh, well, no, it's just a few questions down. So it is part of a series. It's the Book Boyfriend series. Very fun, very cute. This was the first one that I read, um, and I think it was actually the last one to read. So I am going to go back and read the other ones. Angst Factor was only like a 6 out of 10, I think. Best scene is whenever she saves herself from a bad date. So she's at this really, really bad date, and she's really freaked out, and she's really scared. And she calls him to stay on the phone with her, but otherwise she gets herself out of that situation which I kind of liked that twist on it where he had to kind of just sit back and sit on the phone with her and help her and talk her through it but the whole time she was just consistently being strong and getting herself out of that situation whenever she was really clearly scared I thought it was a great way to give her that power while also giving her a soft spot to land when she got home to him I thought that that was perfectly done um, dual point of view is uh, it is yes spice factor is probably like a 6 out of 10 happy ending scale is 8 out of 10 it's a good wrap up it's cute it's nothing major or like something to write home about but it is a very good wrap up um, and then let me go over to my notes I only have two uh, they're both from her point of view and it, the first one is I swallow hard as he runs his fingers through my hair He begins at the bottom, sliding his hands up my neck, gently pulling my hair up as he goes. He keeps it in one hand and uses the other to brush the hair from the top of my head backward. His fingers run along my scalp, sending sparks through my whole body. Even after he has all my hair gathered in one hand, he keeps sliding his fingers through it, softly pulling out the tangles. There was something so caretaking in that way and so soft and so... Quiet and so calm and so like heartwarming in that moment of just like she was just being cared for in a way that I feel would have really worked on me too where it was just like it's okay you're safe you're protected let me do this very small thing of pulling up your hair and making sure that there aren't bumps there aren't tangles and just the simplicity of that moment the simplicity of you know it's like whenever you get a really good hug kind of out of nowhere that's what it reminded me of um, the second thing that I have is Caleb let's out of breath don't hang up stay with me okay I won't you all right the driver has as he pulls out onto the street I am now I say thank you I just need to get home and I really did love that he was clearly there for comfort but he was also helping her through it as well overall i'm very excited to read more from that series i do really like her as an author she's one of those that i'll see her come up and i will you know take out one of her books on kindle unlimited and i'll read it and i'll be like that just left me in such a good mood why don't i read more from her so she's definitely one that i am now like following that i am making sure um i am constantly getting updates because yeah her books just put me in a really good mood they were it felt really nice to read it felt really quick to read I didn't feel like I was being bogged down lately I have been finding just the other day I was reading a book that was only like 108 pages and it was just taking me forever to get through and I don't know why I don't know what was going on but I just could not get through the book and I was like maybe it's a romance genre thing so I did end up going back and reading a few more like a another book outside of romance, and maybe that did help, but um, for this book, yeah, it was a very easy, very nice read. It was pretty much exactly, like, what I needed at the time. So, the last one that we are going to cover today is Mercy. It was supposed to be the last book in the Salacious Players Club series. We are actually getting more Also, I bought myself the Salacious Players Club series um, poster that she put up on her website, and I am so excited. My husband had to work late the other day, and I got cranky about it. (laughs) So I was like, fine, if he's going to work late, I'm going to spend the money that he's making. And I went and bought, and it was was $19.99 or like $20, shipping included, and you can get it signed by the author. It was so worth it I'm gonna get some i'm not a big um like hardback or paperback person I tend to just get my books through Kindle and read them like that because my kids destroy them um, but with hers I am definitely when I can I'm gonna order some signed paperbacks from her because I really enjoyed the series as a whole I cannot wait for the other two that we're now getting we are gonna have to wait a little bit longer for those, because it does seem like that was a surprise announcement, but one of them is Highest bidder, and I love a good auction book, Um, so yes, anyway, those are what's coming down the pipeline for this, but for now, let's go ahead and get into Mercy. I don't want to hurt him, I just want to punish him. It's bad enough being the only female owner of the Salacious Players Club, but I'm also the only one without a kink. Or so I thought. Imagine my surprise when the kink quiz suggests that I'm not so vanilla after all. In fact, I'm a lot more like Emerson Grant than I thought. Just one problem. I have no idea how to be a dom. That is, until the app matches me with someone willing to help me learn. He's too young for me. Too stubborn. Too good looking. And oh yeah, my friend's son. Beau Grant is a brat. I'd hate that about him if I didn't love punishing him so much. Underneath all of that attitude is a man who is misunderstood, selfless, and in need of direction. But if he wants mercy, he has to earn it. There are a million reasons why I should stay away, but I'm tired of doing what everyone thinks I should do. I finally know what I want, and I'm ready to take what's mine. And boy, howdy is she. Guys, Maggie was wonderful. Maggie was definitely my MVP character. Um, I think she might actually be my MVP character for the whole series. I loved watching her come into her own. She was beautiful, but she was also very timid. She kind of had to develop this side of her that she wasn't allowed to explore i do wish that we would have gotten more about her background because it does seem that that there was some like king shaming in her background so i wish we could have seen more of that but it was really interesting because beau came from kind of the opposite where his dad was more open about sex his mom wasn't but his dad was and so he had hang-ups about sex kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum overall i really enjoyed Just seeing how they grew together, but really loved watching Maggie be able to stand up for herself, both with Bo and later on with Emerson. It was great character development from somebody that we didn't get to see all that often, but clearly plays a huge role. Um, Angst Factor was like a 5 out of 10. Is it part of a series? Yes. Best scene, uh, when they were having her take the quiz and all the girls are sitting there with her having fun with it. It is a dual point of view. It is pretty spicy. It's an 8.5 out of 10 for me, and the happy ending scale was an 8 out of 10. I do have some notes. Um, Let's see. Rule number four. So what I do love is that all of the chapters are named after rules. I actually think that this one, I say this about every single one, but as somebody who does not usually do femdom as somebody who usually does not do age gap with the woman being older Um, so I was not coming into this book like oh these are some of my all-time favorite tropes I know I'm gonna love these so for that reason alone um, the fact that I was so anxious and excited about this book the fact that whenever I read this book I was so in the fact that whenever I read this book It helped me develop more power even in myself. This book is easily like a 10 out of 10 for me, I think. Um, Especially with the way that it all, like just the way it made me feel. If we're going just on vibes alone kind of thing, this book just worked on pretty much all the levels. I thought that some of the punishments were very creative. Um, And I did kind of like seeing that power shift because it is not something that I am used to in my books so yeah it was really it was really nice change of pace on a lot of different levels so um at one point, Bo is saying, would it be so hard for her to look up at me, tell me to drive safe, wish me a good day, or ask how I'm feeling? And I'm just going to say it. I don't know where my head was at whenever I was reading this, because right now I'm like, oh, poor Bo." And then whenever, but whenever I took the note, I just said, oh, he has mommy issues. Oh, this is fun. So clearly I'm a little bit more empathetic this morning than I am uh, when I was writing this. Um. Another one is excuse me. I ask. Mercy will be our safe word. Can you remember that? I nod I guess. Um. Balzey moved to make your business partner and father of your sub and his fiance, who is your sub's ex, their safe word. Your safe word because, I guess like yeah, at like one point, um. They're saying that like Emerson's safe word is mercy, and she ends up bringing that in with her and Bo, and I'm like. What if that accidentally gets spilled somewhere that you guys have the same safe word? Because that just seems wild to me. Um, once a, So, rule number 15, chapter number 15: once a dick, always a dick. It says, I don't understand you. She replies sadly. What do you get from hurting me, and not just tonight, but our entire relationship? You always tried to bring me down. It's not about how your dad treats me. It's how he values me. You can dress that up in any kink you want, but that's all I ever wanted. I wish you could find that bow. I thought that that was a great moment, like, exchange between him and Charlie. I thought it was a beautiful kind of closure moment, um, and it allows him to go into, like, full brat mode, which I also really liked uh, because it led to more compelling scenes down the line. Um, and then, (laughs) okay, so a little bit. After that, it says, So, as I shut myself into my bedroom, I do the first thing that comes to mind. I shed my clothes and climb into bed, eagerly stroking my dick to life. But I'm not just going to break the rules tonight. I'm going to earn every stupid punishment in the book just to prove how not like Charlie I am. I hope Maggie turns my ass black and blue for this. I hope she makes me balance her teacup on my head until my kneecaps bleed. I hope she edges me until I pass out. I don't care because any punishment is better than being some rich prick's perfect little doll. And I put bye I'm done dead soaring I shouldn't have had another beer so yes that is all the fun and games that we have with Mercy today we have I think next week's episode is going to be a little bit darker because I am delving into some darker themes uh, looking at my Kindle but lots of different fun ones I'm also going to throw in a few insta loves because I've kind of needed some brain breaks so, yeah, we will be having a lot of fun with that next week. If you guys have any recommendations or anything like that, please reach out to me on socials, Read Dirty to Me or Read Dirty to Me pod. And then Tori at ReadDirtyToMe.com um, for email. And that is pretty much it. Thank you guys so much for joining and I will see you guys next week.